This is the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. During the spring of 2023, we will be studying chapters 12 through 21 of John's Gospel. I'm Dwayne McCurry, your host, and Amber Vaden is with us as our co-host. Amber, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the co-host with me during this quarter of studies. Well, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad to be here and have enjoyed it. And Rob Timms is uh, is joining us again this week. He was with us a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, it seems. But Rob, I think you were with us a couple of weeks ago when we looked at the arrest of Jesus. And you're here with us today as we're looking at session 11, John chapter 19, uh, verses 17 through 30, which is actually the crucifixion of Christ. So Amber, why don't you walk us through this passage and give us the key points, ideas uh, for this particular study of John chapter 19. Sure. So today we're looking at John 19, verse 17 through 30, as Dwayne said. The first uh, part of our outline is titled Raised. It's verses 17 through 22. And in this section, John recounts how Jesus carried his cross to Golgotha, where he was crucified with two criminals, one on each side. Um, Pilate placed a sign uh, on the cross that read Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Uh, and when pressed by the Jews to change the sign, Pilate refused. So that that was an interesting point. Uh, the next section is planned, verses 23 and 24. Uh, John told here about the soldiers dividing Jesus's clothes into four sets, one for each soldier. Uh, and since his tunic was seamless, they cast lots to see who got that article. And this, John noted, was um, a fulfillment of a prophecy in Psalm twenty-two, eighteen. So that is super interesting to see that he included that and he even kind of explained that a bit. Uh, honored is verses 25 through 27. Here, Jesus identified four women standing by the cross, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, here, Jesus assigned John the task of taking care of his mother um, and noted that she, John noted that she lived in his house from that point forward. So he completed that. He completed that task. And then finally finished verses 28 through 30. John explained that in in fulfillment of scripture, Jesus expressed his thirst. A sponge uh, of sour wine was held up to Jesus' mouth. And after receiving the wine, Jesus declared, it is finished, and then gave up his spirit. Our summary statement for the whole study today is Jesus provided for our redemption through his death on the cross. So that's that's what we're looking at today. Yeah, the, the outline also includes summary statements for each one of those sections. Believers can declare Jesus as king. Jesus' death was part of God's redemptive plan. Believers are to follow Jesus' example of showing compassion to family. And then the fourth one is humanity's redemption it comes only through faith in Jesus. You can see how all those tie to the idea of Jesus provided, excuse me, how they all tie to Jesus provided for our redemption through his death on the cross. Mm -hmm. Even showing compassion to our family is related to that because it gives us an example of how we should be compassionate to family members because of what Christ did on the cross. So it's important to keep that perspective. Rob, we began looking at this passage, as, as Amber pointed out, uh, the note that 
was placed over Jesus's head, reading that this is Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Uh, that particular sign, the way it was worded, caused some angst for some of the folks in the crowd. Uh, what other option might Pilate have had to place over Jesus as the accusation to begin with? Right. So it's it's there's just there's so much in the in the text here to, un to unpack so much assumed that that we that we can get at it's just great for a, for a teacher of, of the text so a couple of things I, I would say about that is you know number one um you know the criminals got signs hung around their neck or put over there some some case when they were being crucified this was common practice right for for a, some sort of crime to be announced uh, so that if you were thinking about doing this you know, against the Romans, then you would know better, right? You would understand the consequences associated with this. But then there's this, um, it's almost like petty selfishness between uh, Pilate and, and the Jewish leaders here, right? Like they, they've manipulated him in a sense to get him to, ar to arrest and crucify Jesus to kind of force, force him, you know, through some sort of coercion. But he won't do what they want him to do with the title. And uh, it is, um, so it's, it, Jesus is trapped in a sense between this, this kind of pettiness uh, of the two, uh, of the two groups. And he ends up with this, you know, with this title, the King of the Jews. It's almost as if Pilate is doing that uh, really as a, as a thumb in the eye of, uh, of, of the Jews. Um, it's almost like an act of power over, over them, which is ironic because uh, it, there's, a, in a sense, you know, Pilate, not in a sense, he actually, he's fulfilling prophecy when he does this. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, so it's absolutely interesting what's taking place here in the, in the text. Uh, let's talk about uh, how prophecy is fulfilled in this scene. There are several things, but what was the importance of quoting Psalm 22 here? Who would like to discuss that? So the, Psalm 22, you're talking about verse 24, where it's, uh, you know, they, they did not tear uh, the tunic and they cast lots for it. Mm -hmm. And so it, John has this comment that this is tied to prophecy of the Old Testament. And it comes from Psalm 22. If you look at that Psalm, Psalm 22, you find multiple things that connect to the death of Christ. And of course, I don't have it brought up on my screen now to help me. Yeah. Well, while you're, while you're looking that up, I, I read this as like, is that all that Jesus had on him? Like I, 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 uh -oh. I, I thought, you know, the, the so the, what there were what, three or four soldiers there. And so I thought there, that maybe it was a hat, like a head covering um, and a, and sandals and a belt and a coat. And so all he's got left going on the cross is his tunic. And that's what's, What's what's dealt with, and that so that's where they wager because somebody else has got to. It's all even until that point. But, oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's that's the the way I was was looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's verse eighteen in Psalm twenty two that says yeah, they divided my garments among themselves and they cast lots for my clothing. Which it's was just which another. was customary for the soldiers to do this, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's again, yeah. it's that unwittingly fulfilling scripture. Yeah, they had they, the prophecies being fulfilled. Do they know? They have no idea that's going on <laughs> that that they're doing that. But this is what's happening. It's absolutely remarkable. 
Yeah, if you look at the verse right before that, though, in Psalm 22, it says, I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. So you see the whole image of, this, of the cross being painted in uh, Psalm 22. You have other statements in Psalm 22 um, that connect to this. I am a worm and no man. And no man, a reproach to, of men and despise of all people. That's verse 6. So you just see multiple things in Psalm 22 that, that bear uh, out in the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it, it, it just once again reminds me that this is a part of God's plan. It's what he's working towards. The Old Testament's moving towards it. It's God's redemptive plan. It happens. Uh, I you know Obviously, we don't believe that the writer of Psalms 22 would have understood what they were saying and that this was pointing to that. God inspired them. God helped them write this. But here Jesus was pointing back to that Psalm and there's multiple, multiple fulfillments in that Psalm mm -hmm. uh, as he's on the cross. And from Psalm 69, uh, yeah. it, they gave me gall for my food and for my mm -hmm. thirst, they gave me vinegar. And we know down in, uh, John 19, verse 20, 28, uh, or I'm sorry, 29, uh, they gave him sour, uh, sour wine sitting there. So it, there's several places, several places, which only just affirms uh, that this was what was prophesied. This was foretold. It was, it was God's plan. Can you imagine? I mean, obviously John would have been a student of the Old Testament, had some you know, as a, as a good Jewish boy would have grown up knowing and being taught about the Old Testament, being taught about the Messiah, having been a follower of John the Baptist as well, he would have had some deep um, understanding from John's teaching. And then being with Jesus all those times, all that time, that three years of time period, and then seeing that. And now he's had time in his life to reflect on all those things and see all those connections. And he shares that with his readers while he's writing this particular gospel account, which really adds some, some depth. And it also reminds me of the value of reflecting on mm -hmm. life through the lens of scripture, mm -hmm. because that's what John's doing. He's reflecting on the life of Jesus through the lens of scripture, which gives him a more fuller understanding, if that's a good phrase, more fuller <laughs> understanding of what does, what took place on that cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also women at the cross and it's different from one account to the other. Mm -hmm. How can we help folks compare uh, or understand why there might be different people listed at, in different accounts? Well, there's a, a few things. Um, it, what was clear to them is not super clear to us. They also might've been referring to someone either by their actual name or by a phrase, uh, someone's mother or you know in in that sense and so it's it can be a little uh unclear and and not as not as definite as we would like when we're seeing lists and descriptions of who is where yeah, there's a uh we didn't include it in the leader pack for this particular study but in the leader pack from spring of 2019 we were studying the gospel of mark there was a chart in there that listed all the people who are noted in scripture that were at the cross. 
And the list includes Roman soldiers, Simon, two criminals, centurion, Jewish officials, the passerbys, which interestingly are only listed in Matthew and Mark and Luke and John don't mention the folks passing by Jesus and mocking him. Then you have many other women, which includes Jesus's mother's sister, which is what John titles somebody, and then Mary, the wife of Clopas, which is also, I believe, in John's gospel. Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph or Joseph, then Salome, um, Mary, which is Jesus's mother. Then there's the unnamed disciple, which is most folks believe to be John, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Uh, Nicodemus is mentioned also by John. So that chart, uh, I believe, Amber, your plan is for this to be available. You can get this at, at uh, goexplorethebible.com. Yes. Forward slash blog. It's going to be available there for you to have access to that chart to give you that extra information for you to have that discussion with your group. Because some will want to know how is it different. And that'll just, that'll give some variety and some places to have conversation at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this last section, it is finished. That declaration. Rob, help us think about here, help our listeners think through what it is here. Yeah. So the whole point of the gospels, specifically John in, in this in this case, since we're since we're working our way through a lot of John, is that we would believe that that Jesus is the Christ, right? That's what John is out to prove, and that's what he's out to, to for us to gain is is faith. And this is the this is the point where it that is proven, that is achieved. Now this this is the gospel, pure and simple. So I'll just I'll put it I, I, I'll put it this way. You know, Jesus became sin, and by becoming sin, he defeated sin. He he went into a grave, which is coming uh in future lessons and defeated death in there right it's it's absolutely incredible but that's what's happening here what god sent jesus to do was finished he lived the life we could not live and he and he drank the cup of god's wrath to the bottom in this moment um and it was finished throughout this gospel he has been saying that he's doing the work uh, that the father had given him to do. And so his goal was to complete the work and here he has done it. Uh, and so I think there is a theme. If you, if, if you've been reading through, through John, you can, you see that phrase and, and here it is. Yeah, it is uh, a breathtaking statement. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. If you think about points in history, this is the point in history. Mm -hmm. And it's where everything the old Testament was going to, Moving towards everything that happens after this is based on this, this event taking place. And when Jesus made this statement, it is finished. And with that being uh, the last words of his and then him, um, the phrase, you know, give up the, gave up his spirit. He dismissed him, himself from this world. Uh, his soul was dismissed from this world. He gave himself permission to leave. And I think that's a healthy way for us to think about it. It's not that he he died, they killed him, although that's what uh, Peter's going to say when he preaches. It's Jesus chose to willingly dismiss himself from that, um, that cross, knowing that what had happened, uh, what he had just done, finished 
everything God had been working towards, God the Father had been working towards, and he was completely obedient at that point. It's a mm -hmm. very poignant moment in history. Yes, it is. One of the things that we're encouraged to think about, or a, an option, I guess would be a better way to say it, in the group plans, it's entitled discussion, but it's it's a way to introduce the lesson, but you could use it when you're looking at this particular part of the passage as well. It looks at last words that are attributed to famous people. You have the last words listed of Winston Churchill, John Sedgwick, Sedgwick, excuse me, Mozart, Babe Ruth, Franklin Roosevelt, and Jesse James. Uh, you may do a, a search on the internet and find some other last words. Uh, in preparation for this podcast, I was looking at some other people's last famous last words. Uh, and it was kind of interesting. Truman Capote, uh, his last words were mama, mama, mama. And he died while asking, while com repeating continually, mama, mama, mama. Steve Jobs' last words were, oh, wow. And he said it three times. And after the third time, he died. But it was just, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. And then Vince Lombardi and John Wayne, they their last words were identical. And that is they turned to their wives and said, I love you. And that was their last words. Um, so... Uh, but you could you could list those words, let folks guess who said those things. There's more you could add to it. Uh, and then talk about the importance of a person's last words. And then note that this phrase, it is finished, with the understanding that what is finished is redemption, really defines what Jesus was all about. And it helps us think through that in a very clear, clear way. Other ideas or thoughts that you may have about this particular lesson not for me i'm 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 feeling loaded and ready for a lesson like this this is <laughs> yeah. before we go let me remind you about extra especially for group leaders we identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news story to introduce uh, and conclude the group time so it's a it's a teaching idea uh, this is free, and you can find these ideas on Explore the Bible website, which is goexplorethebible.com forward slash leader extras. So that is just a little bonus idea that can be interwoven in, in your group time somewhere. Rob, thank you for being with us today and helping us think through this significant event in history as recorded by John. Amber, thank you for being with us today as host as well. Next week, we're going to be looking at session 12, be looking at John chapter 20, verses 19 through 29. Bob Bunn will be with us once again, and we'll be looking at the that, that passage with the idea that believers can be confident that Jesus is resurrected.